0: Christmas and Happy Holidays to all today. My name is Justin and I am an addict. I've been actively working the steps of recovery since late September of 2013 and am grateful to be sober one day at a time thanks to my God, the steps, and the fellowship of other addicts. RICO12 is an organization with the mission of learning and sharing the similarities of addiction of all kinds and gaining and sharing tools and hope from others who are walking a similar path. Speakers from our past meetings have represented many, many fellowships and identify with addiction with such variety as alcohol, drugs, food, sex, gambling, theft, just to name a few. Typically, each Friday at noon Central Time, we hold a live lunch hour speaker meeting with a recovering addict from anywhere on earth, pertaining to any or no faith tradition, and with any background, Who shares their experience, strength, and hope on a specified recovery topic of their choice? They share for 20 to 25 minutes on that topic, and then the live audience gets the opportunity to ask questions of that speaker for another 20 to 25 minutes. For a few reasons, among which that today is Christmas Eve, I am pre recording this week's meeting and releasing it only as a podcast. But we will be back with a live meeting next Friday on New Year's Eve with our most listened to guest speaker Nikki M who will who will close out 2021 and launch us off into 2022 with the topic of God creating the fellowship you crave if you haven't heard her previous two meetings I would highly suggest you go and tap into her energy love and light her higher power has definitely lit a fire with her and she is always happy to share that fire with others Before I get into my quick share for this meeting, I want to make a quick announcement about plans for RICO 12 in 2022. Beginning March 4th, 2022, we will start a 12-week series on each of the 12 steps of recovery. I am searching for people who are absolutely passionate about each of the 12 steps of recovery um, and come from any and all fellowships of recovery who would like to share with us their experience, strength, and hope on one of the steps. The basic format will be the same. Um, they will share for 20 to 25 minutes on that particular step and then have a QA for 20 to 25 minutes after that. If you or someone in your fellowship is passionate about one of the steps of recovery and just seems to share and share about a particular step and the power of that step in their life or in your life, Please consider reaching out to me at rico12pod at gmail.com. That's R E C O 1 2 P O D at gmail.com. And we will discuss it and get it scheduled. I would also like to do a few other targeted multi week series based on the 12 traditions, some specific tenets of recovery, sayings or cliches, or other recovery principles. So if you have interest for doing that, the next year we will be going through those specialized type um, topics and series. All right. Okay. Now I'm sure this is enough of an intro. I want to give a little share from a couple of experiences I had this last weekend and tie them to my own experience, strength, and hope as it pertains to my recovery. I live in Spokane, Washington in the United States. During the winter, we get a good amount of snow, and so shoveling snow from our driveways is pretty commonplace during the winter. Over the years that we have lived here, I have noticed that some people are very skilled snow shovelers, and others are lacking in that department. Now, I fall somewhere in the middle of the road. My next-door neighbor was the most talented and fastest snow shoveler I have ever seen work If we started our driveways at the same time, he would finish his in about one-third of the time it would take me, and his driveway would look like it had never even snowed. I don't recall ever seeing compressed snow where vehicles or footprints were on his driveway. He was truly an artist. Sadly, last January, he passed away from complications due to COVID-19. He left behind his wife, who is still our next-door neighbor, and an amazing woman. In his absence, the neighborhood is pitched in with yard work in the summer and snow removal in the winter. Last weekend, after doing my driveway, my wife and I decided to go and shovel the neighbors. So we got to work. This was an act of service. We should be finding joy and satisfaction in this process. But soon enough, as we were working hard, we both later reported that we had thoughts of, I'll bet that... Ken is up there watching us and shaking his head that we are such bad snow shovelers and should be doing a better job for his widowed bride. As I was having these thoughts, I would redouble my efforts to do it better and faster and cleaner and harder. But I would look back after a pass across the driveway and see compressed snow in the shape and size of my boots and just beat myself up. While we weren't going to give up and just not finish because it wasn't perfect, I was pretty discouraged. And, not, and I wasn't finding joy in serving because of that character defect of mine, of perfectionism. As I thought more about it and started connecting with God to give over my character defect and to ask for a lesson in this, I did. I got a bit of a lesson. I was hearkened back to a time in my life, or to much of my life in active addiction. That character defect of perfectionism raged throughout my life. I had to put I felt I had to put on a facade of perfection of everything is good even if inside I felt like the scum of the earth and the least worthy of any person on the earth most people including those closest to me thought I was the perfect boy the golden child but inside I was a wreck the pressure to keep that image up was immense I felt it from family both immediate and extended friends adult leaders in my church community, teachers, bosses, etc. As I look back on it now, I know that it wasn't their fault. It was my own choices, decisions, and even wiring that was at fault for those expectations that I could never live up to honestly. In those times of perfectionism, the thought that would often cross my mind and that I would act on when I was less than perfect was, well, I already screwed that up. I may as well really enjoy myself and have some fun with this. And there I went on a bender, a binge, that didn't stop until I was miserable, and yet still not satiated. I figured that if I couldn't be absolutely perfect in every way, I may as well be absolutely destructive in every way. It had to be be one way or the other in my mind. There was no middle ground. Now... As it pertains to shoveling snow, I had three concepts come to my mind after this uh, after this remembrance of my character defect in many and much of my own history. Here they are. 1. Availability, 2. Capability, and 3. Tools. My availability is the time I have that I can allot to a given activity. For example, do I have other commitments that limit my ability to shovel snow for someone else? My capability is the or practiced talent that I have for a given activity. Now, shoveling snow is a chore that I was not blessed with a natural ability for, nor with a real desire to really try to get better at it. And then my tools, the third, are what I have on hand, whether financial, material, or spiritual, that can help me accomplish a task. I recall that Ken had a shovel that he probably paid a relatively large amount of money for, Now my snow shovel is cheap and a cheap on sale model, whatever was the cheapest that day when I went in to buy one. So from my perspective, my availability was there. I had time to do the job. My capability was lacking a bit. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't terrible. And the tools at my disposal were subpar. But my wife and I were sure giving it all we had with what we had. And, you know, it was lacking. As I thought more about this, um, later on, the Christmas carol, the little drummer boy, came to mind. If you aren't familiar, this song follows a little boy who, as the song goes, was invited to go and visit the baby Jesus. Everyone he went with had gifts to bring to Jesus, but this little boy, all he had was his little toy drum, and he knew how to play on that little toy drum. One of the lines in the last verse was, I played my best for him. Now, as I pondered that line, this little boy's drum is probably not the best quality, highest-costing drum. He was little and young, so his talent was likely just developing, and he probably isn't the best player. But he gave it all he had with what he had. Now, one of the last lines in this carol is um, this that then he smiled at me, and this is being spoken by the little drummer boy, that baby Jesus smiled at him after he played his best on his little drum. In this carol, the baby Jesus smiled and accepted the gift of this little drummer boy, no matter how imperfect it may have been. It was offered with all earnestness and goodness, and it was accepted. Our gift to our neighbor was given in all earnestness, and to the best of our ability, capability, and tools. And I believe that if Ken really was watching from above, and I believe that the God of my understanding watching from above smiled at us and accepted our less than perfect offering. The same goes with my recovery work. Sometimes my availability to take a call or spend extra time before or after a meeting is limited. Sometimes my capability to understand a concept or to wake up at a given hour is less than what it could be. Sometimes, the tools I have learned or acquired are not ideal for the situation I am in. But, if I recognize my my imperfections for what they are, if I am honest about them and reach out to my God and to other fellows in the program and make contact, if I move forward and do the next good thing, then I believe that is enough for my God to keep me sober today. And I have proven him one day at a time over the last several years, that he can and will keep me sober as I do those things, even if it is in a stumbling, bumbling manner and totally less than perfect. And then he smiles at me and invites me to continue forward, trudging the road of happy destiny. That is my experience, my strength, and my hope. Thanks all for listening and sharing Rico 12 with your recovery networks. This has been and will continue to be a helpful project for me and hopefully for you and others out there. If RICO12 is meaningful to you, please go and rate and review it in Apple Podcasts. Once again, next week we will be hearing from Nikki M. And I am really looking forward to that again. I do wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays from my family to yours. I'll now send us off into the rest of our day with my favorite sequence of recovery prayers starting with the serenity prayer, moving directly into the step three prayer, and finishing up with the step seven prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. God, I offer myself to thee, to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. My Creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Thy will, not mine, be done. Amen. Keep coming back, everybody. It works when I work it. So work it. You are worth it.
1: life of mine Peaks too high to conquer Streams too wide to cross Troughs too deep to walk through without incurring loss Yet here I am still standing tall Despite the rough terrain One like me survive the storms, and walk through wind and rain. Still standing, I will fight the good fight, still searching for glimmers of I did with the sea.